Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. I'm your host, Alfonso Silveros. Jazz, just the way we like it is my weekly jazz podcast. Recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I grew up on and listened to as a young man, and here I am playing them for your pleasure, and also to introduce a new and younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. Happy New Year, folks. First show of 2020. I'm here in the studio with my good friend, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Brother Larry, how are you? All right, what's happening, man? Hey, haven't seen you since last year, brother. Yeah, last decade. Yeah. Into a new decade. Oh, yeah. I wonder what they're going to call these 20s. Well, the last one was the roaring. What's going to happen with this one? With that guy in the White House? <laughs> no telling. It's no yet to telling. Be written. Yep, yep. Yet to be written, man. Yep, that is for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> here we are, 2020, with our first podcast of the new year. And, you know, we always start the show off with a song that deals with social significance, songs that address the social issue. And, uh, well, it is a popular song, but it speaks to change, and hopefully 2020 will bring about change. And this is a change is going to come. So sit back and enjoy, folks. I was born by the river In a little tent Like the river I've been running, mm, running ever since. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die, cause I don't know what's up there, beyond the sky, it's been a long, a long time but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. 
got to start off 2020 right and put it in perspective brother that that does it man a change is going to come that's the sam cook classic man with brian owens and uh and uh thomas owens that's a father and son combination larry how you like that man that was really that was really great i mean there was no way that you could uh you know you could tell the difference between the two of them they were like um Interchangeable. I I mean, like at times, I couldn't tell. Like, was it the father? Or was it the the yeah. son that was singing? And they got the 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 uh, Sam Cook. That's what I was trying to listen to. I could hear Sam Cook, and it just it, emotionally it got me. I mean, I felt the whole thing. It was yeah, really I, good. I see you got into the groove. Yeah, yeah. Mostly it was. It really it really yeah, touched me. Yeah. I mean, like I really felt that. That was like. Yeah, they they really sent that message that a change is going to come. And I do believe that's going to be the storyline for 2020. No matter how bad this year starts off, uh, I think we're going to have a good ending to 2020, man. All right, Larry. uh, So much, man. The year just started, man. (laughs) And the madness continues. Yes. The madness continues, man. This guy in the White House, man, he's totally out his mind. You know, uh, there are rules even to war. There are international laws, you know. You may disagree with a person, label a person a terrorist or blah, 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 whatever the case may be, but, you know, Civilized countries refrain from assassinating people as much as possible unless there's an imminent threat. 
And you don't necessarily assassinate people in a, w- without a state of war existing and then having it occur in a third independent country. So let me raise this question to you, Larry. Was the assassination, and that's exactly what it was, of the Iraq, Iran general, a violation of international law? Was it justifiable? Was it morally right or morally wrong? Or none of the above? What do you think? I I really think that uh, we went over the line uh, by going into another country. And um, this guy was not, you know, this guy was part of a government. Um, He was one of the generals of that particular government. It wasn't like it was like uh, uh, one of the terrorist groups that that, uh, have been, you know, been at, the USA for a little while. It wasn't like he was like, uh, um, uh, you know, part of a terrorist group. He was part of a government. Yeah. And as such, when you slay a, or, or, and outwardly slay, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a covert ap- operation. It was like, it was, uh, yeah, we did that. Yeah, and if you do this, we're going to do that. So I don't know. I, 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 morally, I don't think it was right. Um, internationally, I don't think it was right. In terms of the international law, I don't think it was right. In terms of that gov- uh, government sovereignty, I, I don't think it was right. I just don't. I don't. I don't see the logic in it. Um, if this guy was coming for us, if as the president is stating that he was, if we know that information, then we know what he was going to do, or what he was directing. Then we had to stop that. We didn't have to necessarily kill him, unless, and, and even you know, yeah, because that's and not going to stop. If this was plans in place, then the killing of him will probably not stop those plans. No, no, it's not. Yeah, so you know, uh, you're right, man. This guy was the equivalent of when Colin Powell was in place. Yeah, and, yeah. And head of the uh, the uh, War Department. Yeah, that's what this guy was. You just you know, we just don't have those. Yeah, governments not. can't do that. He's not a pseudo government. He's not part of a pseudo government. He's not part of no, ISIS or anything no, like that. No. He is part of the government of I- 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 Iran. Yeah. And yeah. as such, he should be recognized right. as such. Now that this guy has, and then he get, gets significant, uh, historically significant with the 50, 55 targets because of the 55 days or whatever yeah. the case may be. So he's trying to be, I mean, I think he's trying to take focus off of him and and this is how he does it. Yeah. You know, and I, it does not, you know, it does not do him well, I don't think, um, in the final analysis when people look at this. Why did we go after this guy? You know, what was what, yeah. what was he going to do that, that really yeah. would have had some profound effect on American lives? Yeah. You know, this guy's been around for years, man. I mean, and we— I know. We probably helped to put him in power because after what happened in that country, yeah. there were certain generals that were left. So he probably helped us out along the way. Oh, yeah. He's been around, man. And <clears throat> here's the thing. Obama had the opportunity to take him out and decided the, the uh, negatives was too great. Right. Israel 
decided that it wasn't a good idea to take him out. If Israel decided that it wasn't. Because this guy, by assassinating him, he has done and reached this guy's goal. Sunni and Shiite are talking with each other. He's sort of united a lot of the Arab world. Iraq parliament voted to throw out the U.S. Army. Told them that, you know, the United States and we prop, the prime minister is probably going to go on it. And the president just came out and says, well, if they do that, we're going to put sanctions on them. <laughs> this idea with sanctions. But the idea of the country that we were supporting and saving for the last 17 years said, get out. Hey, you know, you made this guy a martyr. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you so, know, and the the moral issue of it, I mean, well, and he, you know, he said it was. This is so ironic stuff. Donald Trump made the remarks when Obama was in office that watch the president start a war so he can get reelected. Yep. And here we see the same person who said that. Yeah. Implying that he's doing it for himself. Well. Nothing that Donald Trump does surprised me. Yeah. Nothing. I know. I, he is. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but you know, Larry, it's the surprising thing to me is the amount of people that uh, go, go along with it. Yeah. Especially the elected officials. Excuse me, there. Let's, uh, let's get, get things going, man. We got to play some jazz here, man. Today's show is dedicated to uh, Sonny Rollins, man. We're going to play some tributes to Mr. Sonny Rollins. And, and let's, let's kick it off with uh, one of his early hits, uh, My One and Only Love. Sonny Rollins, My One and Only Love. <laughs>
masterful Sonny Rollins, my one and only love, Larry. That was so sweet. Yeah, that was beautiful, man. That was really beautiful. He has a style so unique to himself. Yep. When yep. you hear when you hear him, you know it's him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, you can he cannot be accused of copying anyone's style. Yeah, that that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. That's a, a pretty powerful solo, man. He yeah, just, yeah. That was really that was really all him, basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All right, man. Let's keep things going, man. We are paying tribute to Sonny Rollins, but it doesn't mean we're not going to play some other people. And here's a uh, modern jazz quartet live in Paris album in 1960, a piece called uh, what's the name of this piece, man? It's Blues for Junior. Uh, recorded in 1960 in Paris. MJQ's Modern Jazz Quartet. Sit back and enjoy.
JQ's Modern Jazz Quartet from the Pyramid album, recorded live in Paris, 1960. And that's a piece called Blues for Junior, 1960. Man, I was 14 years old in 1960. Larry, I, you were the same age, so don't even try it. <laughs> well, how'd you like them boys? Oh, man, man that was really good. You know, like, um, there was points in the uh, piece where... Um, the piano and the bass mirrored like note for note what the vibe was doing. My, Milt really led on this one, and I think everybody else was following his lead um, uh, with the different notes. But Milt is such a great, um, mm. uh, you know, a xylophone player. I, I, yeah, I think that's what he played. Xylophone. Um, he's. I, I think he's like one of the best in the world. Um, at that time, and probably still is. I don't think he's alive. I don't know if he's not alive. Then, then he was one of the best in the world. Yeah, haven't been keeping up with the dates when people pass away. But um, that's a hell of a group, man. That's it's always been. It's yeah. always been. John Lewis on piano, Milt Jackson on vibes or xylophone. Uh, you had Connie Kay on drums, and you had the Heath brothers on bass. One of the Heath yep. brothers. Man, but they have put together a sound. What I love about this, the modern jazz quartet, is that piano dances with that xylophone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no <laughs> it's two ways such about a, it. Such a perfect harmony, man. Yeah. There was a, a movie that came out, I think it was Sidney Poitier and, and- Harry Belafonte, Odds Against Tomorrow? No, it was something about Paris that came out about around in the 60s. Uh, uh, I can't remember the exact name of the movie. Okay. With Diane Carroll was in it too. Uh, spring, springtime in Paris, something like that. They played the ba the um, the music for it. I'm not even sure if they played the music. I just remember it happened in the '60s. Yeah, um, a lot yeah. happened in the '60s. 60s yeah, 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 that's for sure. I can understand if your memory of the '60s is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. lot of us memories of the '60s <laughs> is not that good. Uh, but we won't go there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. 
Let's keep it ro- rolling, man, with uh, Sonny Rollins, man. This is a tribute to the man, Sonny Rollins, man, the man that used to play on the Williamsburg Bridge. He got he got pretty well known, man. And then he was concerned about could he handle this notoriety as a you know well known jazz musician, and he took ten years off. Yeah, and, I mean, and then he started playing every morning, man, on the Williamsburg Bridge. I mean, there there was like a rumor that he uh, that that it had something to do with train. The reason why he stepped away because he I don't I, think I, so. I, I don't I don't I don't believe that that was true. Yeah. Yeah. But they, there was. The, I know back then they were saying that. Oh yeah, train, but, train had blown him, blown him away, and he he, he couldn't take it. Well, then, I, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. You bring that up because this next piece we're going to play is Sonny Rollins is with John Coltrane and Sonny Rollins okay. called Ten of Madness," and let's see if he can hold his own, man. This is Ten of Madness." <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. 
know Walt Disney World, but do you? Wow, now that there's was, more uh, to explore than ever before. Me, uh, Start planning for next commercial, folks. That was that was a Sonny Rollins Quartet, man, on a piece called Tenor Madness, recorded in 1956 with Sonny Rollins and John Coltrane on sax, Red Godling on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Philly Joe Jones on the drums. Larry, did it answer your question? Yes, I think so. <laughs> What's the answer, brother? Don't, don't I, keep think they, I think I, I think that they were equals, man. I think that they were equals. John was a little bit uh, quicker with his notes than than uh, Sonny, but as far as playing, as far as my, what I would like to listen to, I'd like to listen to both of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, different styles, man. Different, different styles. styles. Yes, different styles. Yeah, uh, man. Both of them great. That was a popular album. Maybe yeah, yeah. Everybody that was really, had that album. Yeah. Ten of Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's mix it up a little bit, man. Let's get a little Latin in here, man. A little Latin, Latin jazz. This is uh, Chio, Cheo, how you pronounce his name? C-H-E-O? Cheo? Cheo, yeah. Cheo Feliciano on uh, the tribute to the Beatles, Latin tribute to the Beatles uh, yesterday. So sit back and enjoy this one, folks. Uh, Cheo Feliciano yesterday. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Mm, suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Oh, yesterday came suddenly Tell me why, why she had to go I don't know, she wouldn't say I said something wrong, now I long for yesterday Si, si, mamita, mira, yesterday Love was such an easy game to play Now I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday Oh, why she had to go I don't know, she wouldn't say mm. I said something wrong Yesterday, yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. Now I need a place to hide away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. I believe. Yo creo, mamita, que sí, que sí. Yo conozco 
recuerdos y de aquellos tiempos todavía me siento preso. Feliciano from the Tropical Tribute to the Beatles yesterday. I like this version better than the Beatles, man. That was, that was, I mean, that man has me moving. That really oh, yeah. Me moving. I like the beat. Yeah, it the was beat really, was nice. Yeah. The Latin beat. That's, I dedicate that to my brother Ronald out there in Cali. Yeah, okay, it's Something bro. to dance off, Ronald. Yeah, it was just as recently had a happy birthday to him, I think. Yeah. yeah it'll be sometime this month. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ron. Yeah, he he be listening. Uh, this is a tribute to Sonny Rollins, this whole uh, episode of this podcast. So let's squeeze at least one more Sonny Rollins song in there. And this is St. Thomas, Sonny Rollins, man. This is one of his well-known uh, songs. Thank you. 
That's uh, Sonny Rollins on a piece called St. Thomas. I hope you enjoyed that, folks. Uh, I am a big fan of Sonny Rollins, even though he no longer plays. Uh, but uh, so much about him that I admire. How'd you like that piece, Larry? That was really good. Uh, that that one I remember from way back. And yeah. uh, I think even when I've gone to the Caribbean, I think that they played that down mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. Um, so it, it's he has so many different things that he can do with that sex. and I th- Yeah, he was no doubt a creative genius. No doubt that uh, uh, Sonny Rollins was uh, a very creative genius, man. You know, and there's some other things about him that I deeply admire. Uh, he, he donated his archives, his some original writings and other stuff, to the Schomburg. Oh, wow. You know, a lot, a lot of black musicians and writers, you know, they donate when they get a certain age, their their records, their their notes, their original work. A lot of it goes to the, to the Ivy League universities. Yes, yeah. Uh, but he donated his to the Schomburg. Yeah, the Schomburg has a huge collection, man. It has over 11 million items on black history and culture mm-hmm. uh, and, and a lot of original stuff. And so many people have done their research at, at the Schomburg, uh, like Alex Haley for Roots. Right, right. Um, and so I thought that was really good that he you know, donated that. So it's, it's there for people to read, study, use forever. You know, have you ever gone there and and done research there yourself? Oh, absolutely, Larry. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm a big fan. I'm a member of the Schomburg. Oh, wow! And for people out there who don't know much about the Schomburg Library, it's on 135th Street and Lenox Avenue in Harlem. Yeah, right across uh, the street really from was started Hospital. by Arturo Alfonso Schomburg. And if you want to learn a little bit about Arturo Alfonso Schomburg and the Schomburg Library and how it started and what have you. I did a documentary on them uh, on that about a few years ago called Schomburg, more than a name. And all you have to do is uh, Google that documentary, Schomburg, more than a name by Alfonso Severos, and you'll learn about Mr. Arturo Alfonso Schomburg and about the Schomburg Library and how it developed. All right, man. What can I tell you, folks? It's that time. And this has been fun, man. Larry, how'd you like the show, man? Yeah, it was great, man. I I really had a good time today. Yeah, Yeah, we're starting off 2020 right. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Yeah. Folks, thank you for listening. And as always, peace and love. Music that keeps calling me so very close to you turns me your slave. Come and do with me any little thing you want to Anything, baby, just let me get next to you Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you, baby Come here, don't have no fear